Hello and welcome to the 361 Podcast Season 9, Episode 5. My name's Ben Smith from Wireless Worker. I'm Ewan from Mobile Industry Review. And I'm Ray from the All About Sites. And well, gents, welcome back. Hola. Hola. Well, and, and timing, you should say that. Buenos dias. Because it is the Mobile World Congress special episode for this season. There's a civil play. There we go. Mr. McLeod's now exhausted. My European. Yes. Yeah. Apologies to anyone who can actually speak Spanish. So, um, as you can probably tell, we're not currently at Mobile World Congress, but through the magic of editing and aeroplanes, mostly aeroplanes, if we're honest, uh, we, you, you and we're coming uh, live. You and Rafe are imminently going to be live from the show floor uh, at Mobile World Congress, and you're going to do us a tour round the round the show. Guys. Well, we've got the three six one bus um, is uh, going to be on site. It's just a shame. Why are you not joining us? Well, unfortunately, uh, family duties. Now I'm now I'm a father. I have to stay home and uh, attend to my child's every need. Understood. Understood. It didn't stop me. No, it didn't, did it? And, and I did have that conversation with my wife. Did you I'll, say you and uh, went? And I'll, and I'll relay his... the success of that conversation to you off the air. Okay. But uh, anyway, my so wife said, "Just go." Out. Just go. Out, yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a smart lady. <laughs> Happens a lot to you, doesn't it? You. Yeah. Yes. And and so you guys, you guys are going. You you and your you're there in for you, you're for a day. And That's right. Rafe, you're there for a couple of days, and uh, we're going to go over now to the show floor mm-hmm. where you, I hope you both are, because otherwise this could be embarrassing. Uh, and you're going to let us know how the event's going and uh, all the things of interest you've seen. So over to you guys. Hi Ben, this is Barcelona. Hello Ben, uh, hola, como estas? Yeah, or something we're, like that. <laughs> we're, we're at MWC, we're standing in Hall 3, bringing that's you right. a very special edition of the 361 podcast. That's correct. That's this one's right. going to be a real nightmare for Ben to edit, so we're not laughing too much. Shall I keep talking over you? Yeah, that's a yeah, good idea. He likes right. that a lot. He hates it, doesn't he? So, Hall 3 then, what's Hall 3? It's where all the big manufacturers are, and kind of the big names in the industry. Ones who've got lots of money, because I'm pretty sure there's several million laid down on every stand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, just for the stand space and then the amount of money they must spend. Anyway, shall we go and look at some handsets? And we, do we, some... we should do that, yeah. yeah. Just to say, we are actually up at the GSMA uh, there. They're calling it the connected city or the smart city. This yeah. It's kind of interesting because GSMA has always been a big operator event. Yet it does feel like their influence is becoming less relevant as it expands into to new areas. You've had a look inside of the well, yeah, Connected the, City. This is the, the, the problem with Connected City is that I mean, you can you can show an idea, a veneer of, of what's happening, but you know that, that's a whole massive marketplace in itself now. So actually when I walked around, it's been nice to see the cars and the transport concepts and so on, but actually I think it's, it's rather limited in, in there at the minute, but I, I reckon that's just because you know, this this whole space is about the size of a Samsung stand, just yeah. to give you an idea, right? That, that's from a massive growing section of the whole marketplace. And it's so certainly you've one got of the, to set your expectations. It's certainly one of the busy areas. It's kind of the IoT and all that, yeah. you know, smart home connected cars. It does feel like they need to have almost a bigger area to vote for that because it's then scattered around the rest of the conference. Yeah. Uh, but as you say, let's, let's move on. Well, let's, let's go and see some handsets, man. Absolutely. Right, so what happened with the HTC? So HTC, they announced the One M9, the kind of the third of their One flagship series. Right. I think it's really strong on the design side. It improved the, the camera and the battery, which I think were the weak areas from the M8. And I, I particularly like the way they've done the design and kind of a dual tone design. They describe it as being a bit like jewellery, which might be uh, laying it on a little bit thick, but actually it does feel great in the hand. It does right. have that feel of being like an expensive watch. 
And how did you how do you find HTC? How was, how was the presentation? I, mean, I like seeing the and feeling the presentations. They kept it short and snappy, which I thought really stood out because there's right. no point telling you all about the brand ethos. You kind of know that if you're there. And getting the you know the critical things out great and quickly. Yeah. What I also like to say explain that you know they can all smartphones almost becoming commoditized. It was yeah, that was business as usual. Yes. Hence the need to do connected devices and so they kind of announced a new connected business unit yeah. across four different sectors. And actually their first product was the Re camera. Uh, which they announced last year, but this time around they announced the HTC Grip, kind of uh, mm. a tracker for sportsmen. Does that appeal? I, I don't think I'm necessarily in the target market for that, but it does. You're a massive Fitbit user. <laughs> this is more for pro athletes and uh, the nicest way in the world. I, I wouldn't put myself in that category, but good design, uh, sensible use of uh, kind of materials, curved screen. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like uh, the Nike Fuel Band brought forward a few years in terms of the kind of the design and the ethos. But actually what was more interesting was their Vive product, which was a partnership with uh, Valve to do oh, a VR yeah. headset yes. kind of premium. Both yeah. um, a couple of people had the demo and sort of been blown away by it. So I think really? that's definitely one to watch. Slightly peculiar to announce it at MWC because there isn't a direct mobile connection. What they're thinking here is they can use their hardware and design skills for yeah. the hard one. And, and don't, I think that's the end of the year, right? Um, yeah. That's quite that's a pre-announcement, pre basically. Yeah, there's a developer edition coming this spring, consumer version by the end of the year. But it is interesting to see them kind of apply their marketing and their hardware and their innovation kind of shots to a completely different segment. It's yeah. not directly connected. You compare that to all the other VR and mobile, like the Samsung Gear, yes. new version which we yes. announced to unpack. So, yeah, I, I was impressed by that. We are actually walking past the uh, Nokia stand right oh. now. So I guess we should say something about that. What happened that. here? Oh, so, dear. So, so you go, this doesn't look like the Nokia stand of old. That's because it's the Nokia network stand. And yes. Now they don't have to share their branding. But... It's a bit dull and corporate, isn't it? It's a bit... It, do you know what's really depressing, actually? But, but obviously, we know that things have changed for Nokia now. But this time last year, there were people doing congas on the stand. Absolutely. There was popcorn. Yeah. There was a lot of excitement. There were cool handsets to look at. But that's just a, a reflection on the um, on the, the welly boots. It is. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, the network stuff is really important. And they are showing off the N1 tablet kind of behind closed doors. Yeah. It looks very nice, actually. Um, have you, uh, did they show it to you? I've had a quick look, yeah. So, you know, they show plan for everything here. Right. So, uh, yeah, the, you know, it's interesting that they're talking about some of their new network equipment, but right. honestly, it's much less easy to get excited by that, despite the fact we all know we need a network and it's all terribly complicated. Yeah. And, and talking of, kind of companies like that, we're now walking past the, the Ford stand where it's all about their smart mobility, but they've been here a couple of years now. Yeah. And it doesn't feel quite so interesting having car companies at MWC They've got a bike though. They, they have got a bike as Two well. Two bikes, so, oh, that, powered, that, 25 mile per hour. Okay, so you yeah. like that, do you? Well, I, yeah, I just don't really so much. I mean, it, it's not nothing to do with mobile really, is it? But then that's the point of Mobile World Congress now, right? Well, that's the conversation I was having with someone earlier. It, it's, you know, you don't talk about mobile, you talk about digital or technology. And the assumption is mobile will be at the heart of it because it's right. the most common consumer electronic device. And that's kind of the change, I think, from previous years. There's much more... You know, there isn't this desire to prove mobile is important, but they've always been at MWC before. Yes. Almost egotistical and arrogant, they, they go, yeah, we know best. Yeah. Actually can be a bit of a problem when they think they know how to run an adjacent sector or industry better. And, you yes. Know, it's sort of, you talk about product life cycles in mobile of a couple of years, when that comes up against a car that's 10 years old yeah. or, you know, on sale for 10 years, that's very different. But uh, we'll keep keep uh, moving good. along here. Yeah. Let's get moving. I want to see some handsets. Okay, yeah, because we're still at the kind of the um, 
the infrastructure. The infrastructure of the big service end. So we're just walking past Intel on our, our left. And actually, they did announce a whole bunch of interesting things around chipsets and uh, kind of enablers for Internet of Things. But I yes. think you're right. We'll move on to... Um, uh, onto handsets, but one thing I do want to point out is we're just about to walk past Qualcomm. Oh yeah, and they've got some very cool demos on their stand. The one that stood out for me was the fingerprint one, yes. whereby it's kind of like Touch ID, but done with uh, Qualcomm's own technology. The ability to scan through metal, is this glass, the ultrasonic, one? and it's the ultrasonic fingerprinting. I love it. And more accurate, you know, kind of that idea. You can get those decent fingerprint sensors on a whole range of devices. They're also doing their usual uh, kind of sensing in 3D things. Um, Qualcomm 820 stands out. That's going to be the kind of the next big Qualcomm processor at the high end. You know, start sampling that over the summer in product, probably this time next year. That's always the fun thing about looking at uh, Qualcomm is basically yeah. you see what's going to be the new features next year. And so there's they uh, do some amazing things. It's really, really they, they do. And actually, it's around imaging and kind of enhancements. There isn't anything that massively stands out, but one thing that's probably notable, Quick Charge 2.0. We talked about that last year, and that's the ability to charge up your battery to kind of 40% in 30 minutes. That's now in the S6 and the HTC One. So it's kind of arrived. So that's what I mean by it. You can see the roadmap to the future. What's this you've got in your hand? So this is the uh, ZT S6, the blade. uh, it looks kind of familiar, doesn't it, Ewan? It does. It does look very familiar. It looks exactly like a... We better not say the word on the, no. On their stand. No, yeah. no, but it does look like a certain fruit product. Yes. Except yes. it's all in plastic oh, and it's running Android. Yes. No, we're not right. talking about yeah. Blackberry. We'll do that later since they no, announced no. their lovely new handset. Indeed, indeed, that's right. Um, but it's interesting, and, and actually this is a problem. Someone like ZTE, they're not really doing any design innovation. It's kind of a fast follower model. Yes. Don't think you're wrong with it. But how much do you think that costs? Ah, right. Now, this will be interesting, right? Because it's not 500 quid, right? It'll be, what, 200 something? It's about 200 quid. Yeah. And for a lot of people, you, go, you get something that looks a bit like the Apple product. Yeah. And you said it. You fucking you said I, it. I know. The fruit I know. Product. Oh, dear. Right. Before right, we, before, the stand before they... Yeah, before we uh, get chucked off. Right. So we're now at the uh, Huawei stand. The background, yeah. Yeah, the, the lovely Huawei stand, which, if you look, has got some paper aeroplanes in the roof that are strategically about to go and bomb the Samsung stand. That is pretty uh, direct, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's not, not very subtle, is it? But yeah. <laughs> that's kind of Huawei all over, really. So I do like their... Uh, they, they've got their Honor brand in the centre here. And yeah, they've that's done a their, nice job. Yeah, they're... they're um, handsets that sold direct to consumer. Oh, now no, uh, they've done a, a deal with three. Did you read? They, they have, and it's kind of their European brand, which yes. makes so much sense. Because I mean, how many years have we been mispronouncing Huawei? Huawei. Yes. So Huawei. anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, their watch doesn't look too bad. I think it looks very nice. Actually, I saw the guy chatting about it earlier. I mean, it looks a bit like the picture we treated with you earlier, wearing a, a watch. It's, so I think Ewan's got a, a side contract modelling for Huawei. Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Also. I quite like what they've done with the TalkBand N1 and the TalkBand B2. This is kind of using wearables in a way to be quite sensible, add in extra things, yes. and it's kind of merging together. So, for example, the TalkBand basically set of headphones, but it'll also have accelerometer, so yeah. it'll do the sports tracking. I like that kind of idea. So let's move on. We're still walking past the Samsung stand, by the way, because it's so enormous. Yes. Um, but looking Who's mixed up here. Where's your Microsoft guys? Well, they're, they're right at the end, I believe, oh. and it's the ex-Nokia stand, so uh, we'll get there in a moment. But before we get there, we can just uh, see LG coming up. Ah, yes. They've done some interesting thinkers. It's mid-tier handsets, 
Well, this is the big area, right? It is, and this is one of the themes out of MWC that, yeah. you know, actually, if we're honest, there isn't that much difference between last year's flagships and this year's flagships. Yeah. You know, it's unfair to pick on HTC and saying their design hasn't changed much, but it hasn't. Look at the S6, actually, yeah. doesn't really do that much more than it did this, you know, this yeah. time last year. Whereas the, the mid-tier, it feels like you're getting even better value for money. You can oh, buy yeah. a... 200 pound handset and you get something that you know, stands out from the crowd well i, I just saw the um uh the, the sony mobile oh, sorry, oh, the m4 the m4 aqua yeah mm. and that that looks like a premium flagship quality but it's it, a couple hundred euros yeah and it's waterproof something we kind of associated with being at the high end yes, and it's something yes. sony specialized in but to it's be properly fair. waterproof in that you don't have to worry about no end caps or anything yes. like that you, just, you know it's got the nano coating inside it but yeah. Yeah, just looking at LG it's things like well, the what, magma what, and the, yeah, the where Sprite let's look at the, I, want to, I want your opinion on the flex yeah this is interesting this is the one that was announced at CES um, you know, you know they're, they're kind of second generation curved handset still feels a bit gimmicky to me it does, it does actually feel quite comfortable in the hand though but I was going to say although you should go cursing why are you doing that you know fit around the ear actually it's sort of that just that feel in the hand it just goes Ooh, yes this is nice it does actually feel quite nice in the hand now, LG, no, this think, guy's moved out of the way let's do it okay so let's let's get in here so the curve is actually much more apparent I think in this handset than it was last time round how, how do I look and, and you're looking wearing. very stylish now that he's attempting to make a phone call I do like the curve I like films that is nice yeah, it's nice although you're getting a shifty look from the uh, comms person over there so you're trying to walk off with the handset but uh, yeah so again this is 5.5 inch screen Maybe a bit on the big side, but it's interesting that new standard of sort of between five and five and a half inches. Yeah. You know, the phones have got bigger again. I mean, we're not talking phablet size, but this is kind of the mainstream flagship. You know, again, the 64-bit processors, the octa-core, lollipop, you yeah. know, optical image stabilization. The camera on this is uh, is, is pretty good. And then, the, interestingly, there are various options. You can now get a two gigabyte RAM version and a three gigabyte RAM yeah. version plus different amounts of internal memory. So I quite like what they've done here at LG. Yeah. And as I say, their mid-tier handsets, Magnet, and there's a whole bunch of Spirit. One of the things that kind of caught my eye, they've, they've used basically, you can hold your hand up at the camera and punch it to make yeah. it take a picture. You I know, like all these ones. Because you need to do that in the mid-tier. How do you differentiate otherwise? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a problem well, that actually... It's when you're in the shop, showing the stuff off. Exactly. It's kind of like with the M4 that we were talking about earlier. Yeah. You know, that's waterproof. I wonder yeah, if Sony needs to do a little bit more, though, to, to stand out. The reason I say that is the other thing they had was the X4 tablet. Did you ever look at that? I did, yes. Very nice. Really nice premium design. It's very thin. It's very light. Yes. Fantastic screen. But you sort of go, it's an Android tablet. Uh, so no, what? Th this is a challenge. So, yeah, that, that, I think they have work to do. They do have one of the biggest and most open stands here. And, you know, get, get your opinion on this. What do you think each uh, company's stand that we've walked past tells you about the company? Well, it is quite important, right? In the, you know, the, the, the openness first. I mean, Samsung completely closed, basically. As you can see, about eight phones, or maybe a little bit more. Um, and that's it, and everything else is hidden. Doesn't Whereas, it feel a bit defensive? That, that's a, well, that's, that's where I was going with it. Yeah. 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 And then you, you look at Sony, big open area. Welcoming. You know, lots of white space, kind of that, that, that sense of design that's gone into yes. it. You compare it to LG and Huawei, and it just feels like a little bit more refined. Uh, yeah, and, and perception is is very important. But there is a lot of wood and white in all of these stands, and if not, it's kind of silver and metal and yeah. shiny. 
And then we come to one more sound. We've arrived now. We have, we have. We've we've come to Reef's spiritual home. Contain my excitement. Right, so where are we now? So we're at the uh, Microsoft stand. Yes. This is exactly where the Nokia stand was last year. And do you know it back to front? I haven't actually spent all that much time here because I've been so busy. I don't believe you. No, no, well, I... There's a big sign over there saying, welcome Reef. No, no, that says safe. Ah. Never mind. Anyway, so we'll just have a quick walk around this stand. Take, Take us through here. Now, dear, dear listener, you can't get anyone better than Blanford here to take you on a, on a, a running tour through the, the, the Microsoft Windows That's getting very, cl- very close to mockery here, and I believe no, no, I'm, I ran I'm into genuine. several people who told me you had to be nice to me on this podcast. Anyway. I am being nice, and I am, I am identifying with your view of them having the best connected ecosystem. There we go. So, the news here basically divided in half. One is the demo, and then one is the area where we sat last year and ate popcorn. Still there, so top marks for that. Yep. They actually only announced two handsets in the 640 and the 640XL. Yes. You, know, you look at the specs and you say, go, you know, what, what's happened to the flagship? That's what we want to hear about. Yes. Stephen Elock did say the flagship is coming in the summer right. and kind of dropped a hint about you know, kind of new hardware and innovation without really uh, telling us anything in particular. But I think the 640 and the 640XL are just worth a look because, again, it's this mid tier trend. Yes. You know, yes. 179 euros, 290 euros for the uh, 640XL, a bit less for the 640. I quite like this idea of also having essentially what you're saying, you're getting the same experience, but you can have the small screen version or the large screen version. Yes. Better than they had before, it was like 630 or 1330. What? Don't really understand that numbering yeah. scheme. So that's good. So the pricing was the big thing for me. They brought down some of the premium experience from their camera stuff onto the I mean, it's incredible that you can get a very strong camera phone in the 640XL, Zeiss Optics, their rich capture stuff, for that kind of yep. £200 price yep. point. But the most significant thing... Yeah, are you going to say Office? The Office 365 yes. bundle. That kills it. That, I mean, that, that, I think that, you know, if you're thinking about buying a handset and you use Office and you want an Office license, yeah. amazing. So, so what yeah, you get, if you buy the handset, you get a license for Office 365 for one year to use on not just the phone, but also one PC, and one tablet, a terabyte of one drive space, and 60 minutes of Skype call minutes a month. And just to be clear, that's Office 365 gives you Word, Excel, Excel Power, yeah. PowerPoint, and email. Yeah, and and all of those kind of up-to-date versions. Yes. You can have it on a PC or on a Mac. Yeah. And actually, the the 365 they're giving is the the home version. Yeah. All right. So the, okay. the personal version. So we've. Uh, dashed up to Hall 7 on the way to a very important meeting. Yes. We thought we'd have a look at the HCC stand, having talked to about it at the beginning of the podcast. I want to get your very first reaction to okay, this so HCC. I was a fan of the MA. Because you're, you're well known as someone who's a bit picky about its own and you want something yeah. that stands out, a bit special on design I do, side. I do, so I do. All right. be interested to see what you think to this. Okay, let me try picking it up then. Okay, so it looks nice. I, mean, I don't actually receive much difference from the M8 to the M9. No, no, I think I that's mean, very fair. Uh, as I lift it up, it's, I like the, cur- the gentle curve on the back. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the metals feel very uh, very nice, very, it feels quality, a quality device. So just squeeze it from the side and see if you notice it's different from the M8. Yes, yeah. And the sharper yeah. edges, it's yes, kind of it's a mix just... of the M7 and the M8. I do like that, I do like that. Now, now the colour is very interesting, the, um, the different alloys. Yeah, so what you've actually got there is very unusual, unibody still, but it's yeah. got two colours, and that's because it's got a dual anodization process. So what they do is they anodize it once on the back and then yeah. they brush it. You look at the back, you can kind oh, of yeah, see yeah, yeah. So it's kind of a yeah, bit, yeah. bit like on a watch, it's kind of that yeah. jewelry level. And then they anodize it a second time to give a different color on the edge. And in this case, we're looking at the silver and gold version. And again, they just finish it off nicely. 
Also, there's a single piece bezel on the front as well, which yeah. makes the whole thing, there's not so many gaps and lines. So, you know, I, I, I do like this. I think it's probably the pick of the show in terms of handset design. Yes. It's interesting to the discussion we were having earlier about mid-tier and high-end, mm -hmm. isn't it? Yes. Well, because how much are these? This, this, this would be what? Five, six hundred? Exactly. You know, this does actually feel quality. I think I could actually feel myself paying that amount of money. You, know? you justify the extra two or three hundred pounds because the design's there. Yes. It, you compare that to something like ZT or even the Huawei. Right. They're nice, but this feels more premium. And the camera? What are you thinking of the camera? It's, it's interesting because they, they've dropped the Ultra Pixel, which was the 5 megapixel camera they had on the M8, and interestingly, they put it on the front. So it's actually a really good front camera, great for low-light selfies in particular, yeah. if you can stand to take those things. On the back, they've changed it, though, to a kind of fairly standard 20 megapixel camera, which I, I think it's a bit disappointing they weren't continuing to push there. Yes. Um, it, it doesn't feel like it's quite as good in the testing I've done as something like the S6 or the iPhone. So there we go. There's a, a quick look at Asus. I do like their stand design as well. They've got you know, floating glass goggles and sticks and yeah, they've done done a good job. We can actually see the HTC Vive over there as well, which is their VR thing. Oh, yes. Really interesting partnership. That. Now, we I do. do have to tell you people, we've got to get you into a meeting and as we've been recording this, people have been coming up and trying to take selfies with them. It's been quite rude when you've been whacking that guy. Well, I know, but you know, he, he was interfering, so yes. we're, we're fighting him off, but we do need to get you into his uh, meeting. But he has prioritised his 361 podcast audience, so as is a right. busy man. As Absolutely. Is right. yes. Absolutely. We love our audience. And <laughs> we, I, do. Yeah, you, I do. We hope you've enjoyed listening to this MWC special. Indeed. And so I think it's a good time to sign off there, Ewan. We lots will of be love, talking. lots of love from Bar what they said, what's Spanish for lots of love? I, I can't do that after three days of MWC. My brain is slowly shutting down. Hola. Oh, well, yeah. well, yeah, we'll say hello when we're saying yeah. goodbye. That's, okay. that's, a, that's a good idea. <laughs> but we'll be talking more about MWC, I'm sure, in, uh, in future podcasts. Yes. Thank to you the very studio much, then, right? and, and back to Ben. And do enjoy editing this one, Ben. I, I know you're going to. I love you.